welcome to another edition of Full Time Out with K Black and everybody's on call. Today we got another episode full of full of news, NBA news, man. Preseason about to start tonight, but first, f- straight out of temper. What up, Unc? <laughs> what up? What up? What up, man? <laughs> hey, man. How, how's the weather over there? <laughs> yeah, it's not too bad, man. I'm not complaining right now. <laughs> hey, man, we got like. You know, a couple inches of snow in here. Yeah, y'all can um, keep that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. But, you know, today I wanted to discuss, you know, obviously there's been a lot of news about James Harden and, you know, his whole situation with the Rockets. So I wanted to touch on that. But then, obviously, the season about to start, uh, preseason starting tonight. You know, a lot of rookies that we're about to see, a lot of new faces on different new teams. So, you know, we're going to just see, you know, what, what, what are some of the most intriguing teams, some of the most intriguing players that, you know, we really want to see and, you know, we want to see their progression and, and so on. But first off, so James Harden, he had a little baby's birthday, whatever was going on these, these past few days. He decided that, you know, he was going to party in Vegas instead of following the guidelines, you know, the COVID-19 guidelines. He didn't show up to camp. Uh, you know, basically was telling his teammates, man, I'm not trying to be here. And if they don't want me, if, if they want me here, like, I'm not going to play for that team anymore. Right. So what was your read on that situation? So uh, what did you think about that? And, you know, what was sort of your reaction to, to his behavior? Um, you know, it's, You know, at first, I was like, obviously, your first reaction is, man, what is going on here? You know what yeah. I mean? And and just, you know, looking a little bit into it, and I think I, 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 I was listening to Steven Jackson talking about it a little bit. I think he took it a, the route where it's like, man, like, we always, you know, fighting to have, you know, a, a black, um, you know, head coach, you know what yeah. I mean, in the league. And, you know, how, you know what I mean, how are you behaving like that or treating that man like that? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? He's getting his first opportunity and, and things like that, you know. But I think my way of looking at it is more on the side of whatever you do, man, you just got to be professional about yep. it. You know what I mean? I know, you know, certain things, it's not fair or you may not like certain things. But at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Like, kids are looking at you. You know what I mean? Uh, also, look at it from a perspective of, you know, like this gave you an opportunity The, the sports of basketball gave you an opportunity that you may not get or you may have not have had if, you know, you were doing something else. Yep. You know what I mean? And to so many, it's like they, they are fighting to get through that and you're in a position of, you know, power and this is how, you know, you choose to, you know, work with your power. You know what I mean? And you choose to behave that way. And you're right. You, you probably do have the right to do that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But it's just... You know, like they say, man, two things defines a man. You know what I mean? Your your patience when you have nothing and your attitude when you have everything. And, you know, that attitude right there, you know what I mean? It's just, it's not smooth, man. You know what hey, I mean? Like, man. I, I think you hit it on the nail with that one, you know? <laughs> Because that's that's one thing. He has everything with that franchise. And I can understand his point of view where it's like, you know, I didn't come in with that same owner. It was Leslie Alexander and... You know, er, things were going a certain way. They empowered me. They empowered uh, Daryl. They allowed Daryl to spend money wherever he wanted. Um, they allowed D'Antoni to be the coach that he wanted and so on. And now with Fertitta, there's probably a clash in terms of what they prioritize. I think right. 
Fertitta is not a guy with a lot of liquidity. He's trying to save money at every opportunity. So, you know, he traded Capella. Uh, he felt like Chris Paul wasn't a good contract, so he traded traded him away. Um, so it, it, it puts them in a position where, I mean, yeah, they're going to be able to contend because they have James Harden. He's a top five, top six player. Mm-hmm. But in terms of championship window with that franchise, it's probably over right. if you think about it now. So with that being said, I think in his mind, it's like, well, I'm not going to be able to win in this current circumstances because of the fact that I feel like this owner is not a competent one. Right. And their, their relationship there is probably strained. But as you said, there's, there's ways to go about it. You're just not just going to pout and not show up. Right. You know, even though, like, there, there were rumors that he wasn't, you know, filling the Stephen Silas hire or whatever. I mean, you didn't even give that man a chance. Right. I understand the relationship that he had with D'Antoni and, and probably, you know, some of the candidates that he prioritized. But at the end of the day, I mean, if management felt like this was somebody that deserved a chance to be a head coach in the league, I think they probably did their due diligence in figuring out that he was the best candidate. You know? Definitely, definitely. So he has to, you know, as a professional, show that, hey, you know, that person deserves a chance to, you know, he probably has something to teach me. Yeah, I, and, I, and even if you don't you don't mess with him, sorry to cut you off, mm-hmm. there's ways to go about it. You yep. know what I mean? Like even like the chemistry with the team. Yep. You know what I mean? If I'm John Wall, how do I feel right now? Exactly. Coming in thinking I'm about to play with James and he's out there moving that way and John Wall, you know what I mean, he's out there going hard in practice, you know what I mean, he's excited to play basketball again after that being taken care of, uh, taken away from him for two for years. Two years. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think I guess it kind of shows you the, the the contrast between those two, right? One that, you know, has been blessed to to be playing on the, the court two years. Every yeah. single day. James uh, doesn't miss a game. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? At a high level. Yeah. And then, you know, the other guy where that's been taken away from him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Losing things, you know, lost his mom within those years too, if I'm not mistaken. And it's just That's true. he's he's going at it like, man, time is limited, or you know what I mean? Like I'm not taking this thing for granted. And you got the other one, what who you know he's been had his opportunities and all the everything that comes with it. Who is basically taking it for granted? Yeah. Yeah, and and that's the biggest thing because I mean it's a franchise that's paying him. 40 40 some million dollars a year right you know and that money doesn't come out of anywhere it's basically because there are a lot of people that support you there are a lot of people that are fan of those teams and everything else so i mean it's i don't think they're some of the players realize that obviously they love the game and they're accountable to the game right itself but they're also accountable to the fans in a sense because they're the ones that allow them to live the lives that they, they live. Definitely. You know? And being a fan of that team, how do I feel about Harden not showing up? There you go, that one too. How do I feel about Harden, you know, basically saying, you know what, I, I don't really care about that franchise. You know, I don't, you know that hard-earned money that you put in you know, to, to, to pay for cable, you know, to get that TV deal, to pay for your season tickets, tickets for me, you know, to be able to make that sort of money. Right. I mean, 
I earned that in a sense. Where it's like, yes, you earned some of it, but to be for it to be at that level, right. I mean, you got to show some respect to those fans and probably explain that, you know, there's this situation going on and, yeah, I mean, I asked for a trade and this is what it is. No, definitely, definitely. And you, you said it right, like the, the, the fans. And, and I think, you know, often we quickly forget as human beings, you know what I mean? Like as mm-hmm. far as like things like that. And once again, I understand, but I think, you know, somebody got to around, you know, that camp got to be like, yo, we can't move that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, exactly. And, and what kills me with often situations like that is you hear so many stories from these guys talking about, man, we had nothing and all I wanted to, to do this and, you know, make things happen for, 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 for the family. You know what I mean? And it's like, mm-hmm. damn, now you got all of it and... <laughs> You're acting you got, like a diva. You feel me? Like, you know what I mean? That's that's not who you are. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, you 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 came from the bottom, and you got to remember where you came from. You know what I mean? Every time you feel like you're getting out of line, you know what I mean? You got to line them up a little bit. Yep. No, that's for sure. And, and obviously, and look, we're usually pro players in uh, on this on this platform. <laughs> no, <laughs> Because we, we understand some of the reality, but the thing is, the fact that he's been acting so, you know, recklessly, especially in the middle of a global pandemic, when the league has put in guidelines as far as, you know, not going out, not clubbing, you know, making sure that you're wearing a mask whenever you're in public or whatever. And he's really out there, like, living his best life like it's 2018. <laughs> 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 like, this guy, he's, he's in those gentlemen's club. Yeah. He's out there, you know, he's partying and everything. So I'm just like, like, he sort of has no conscience at, at this nah, point. Nah, he, he, he low-key out there like how he be on the court, man. No conscience. <laughs> <laughs> everything goes. <laughs> and that's really the most disappointing part. Like, I don't mind him pouting and just not showing up to camp and being like, you know what, I'm quote-unquote hurt and I, I don't want to play. You know, it's just like, yeah, it's a different situation because he doesn't want to be on that franchise anymore. Right. But him being super public in in terms of his behavior and really just being about himself, it's just like, it's it's really a bad look, I felt. It was a bad look. Like, obviously, now he came back and he was at camp and, you know, he did his COVID negative test and he practiced with the guys and everything, but... The last week was just like, it was, sorry to say this, but it was a shit show. Oh, it definitely was. It definitely you know? was. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It really was. So, it's a, it's a bad look as a whole, man. It's a yeah. bad look as a whole. And like I said, man, guys are getting opportunities that other guys will kill to have. You yep. know what I mean? And they're looking from a distance. Like I said, teammates. You know, uh, and things like that is like, how do you take that? How do you take that as his teammate yeah. or a future teammate or whatever the case may be? So with the discussion about, you know, him acting recklessly and everything, it's obviously because he wants to get out of Houston. What team do you think he is going to be playing in the 2021 season if he Man. gets traded? Right now, there's some heavy conversation with the Sixers, which is something that's been going on for a minute. Yeah. So I feel like they're probably going to force something there, but Sixers ain't trying to give their two guys. I mean, you don't think they'd be willing to part with Ben? I don't know. I don't know. Ben, I, I'd rather keep Ben, man. 
the way they play, I don't know if man. Cause the thing is, I last we checked, man, mm-hmm. Jojo is not trying to go out there and set screen and roll. No, that's Jojo's trying to post up. That and James is trying to dribble and use the screen. Yeah. So if you part ways with Ben, how is that going to work out? But at at the same time, I think I think I think that Jojo would be willing to if he has a a better player, like a, a guy that he feels like is is better than him, he'd be willing to do that because he did it with Jimmy. Remember, to a certain extent, he did also complain about it, though. He did. That's true. But at the same time, he's had the most success he's ever had in his career doing that with with a guy like Jimmy. He did, and he was still complaining while doing it. <laughs> That's exactly what the no, problem is. Didn't you see him tweeting during during the playoffs talking about you know? Yeah, because he, he was gone. But when he was there, he was, he was complaining about how he didn't get no touches or whatever the case was. But I. I mean, the thing is, you kind of realize what you're missing out when you don't yeah. got it like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no. And that's one big thing that yeah. I feel like if if JoJo is willing to be like, you know what, I'm, I can play with somebody else than Ben. And obviously, Daryl Moore has a love story with, with James Harden. Right. I mean, I, I could see I could see that thing, you know, happening. As bad as it looked, man, I'd rather keep Ben, man. <laughs> as bad as that combination. I'd rather try to figure it out with Ben than trying to figure it out with JoJo. And honestly, uh, and I'm not disagreeing with you because I'm really, really pro-Ben. I think I think Ben is like a hidden franchise player. He really is. Like, Ben if, is if some... If you use him the right way, that boy is a problem. Yes, totally, totally, totally. So I, I would... And the thing is also, like, James is turning 30. Like, he, he turned 31. Right. You know, ben is, what, 25? Exactly. I'd rather keep Ben. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. It's even younger, I think. He's, he's probably, I don't even think he's a 95. So, yeah. No, I'd probably rather keep, keep, keep Ben than, than trading him. But what about the Brooklyn situation? Brooklyn, who, what's Brooklyn got to give up? Like Karis and them boys? The the thing they said, the, the latest I heard it, it was they wouldn't hear anything if it didn't involve KD or Kyrie. Yeah, that's exactly what they're not going to get. Yeah. KD <laughs> or Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> so they better move on. <laughs> but but one trade, one trade that I, you know, I was playing around the trade machine. I think I sent you it, <laughs> that, that trade proposition. Right. If Brooklyn adds a third team, so let's say a team like, you know, the Bulls that's, not necessarily going anywhere, and they're not sure if Zach Levine is a franchise player. You're not, you don't know yet. Obviously, they paid him, right? But you know, you can't really always be sure that he's like that, right. especially since you know he hasn't. What the production hasn't turned into wins for you, right? So, a trade with the Bulls that would send Levine to uh, Houston with say a guy like Chris Levert. You put Harden to the Nets and mm-hmm. send Dinwiddie, uh, Landry Shamet, a couple of picks to the Bulls, and obviously you, you throw in a lot, of, a lot, of, a lot of picks <laughs> 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 to Houston to get Harden because you know, hey, that guy's the an MVP, a three-time scoring champ. He's always top three in the, in the MVP conversation every single year. Like he's a forty-five win guy by himself. He's an offensive onto himself. So right. you, you got to give up whatever you need to give up. So 
I think I think if Brooklyn adds in a third team with a, a young guy that's somewhat considered a a budding star, right? They could find themselves, you know, in a position to be, you know, may, maybe have, have have James Harden. If I'm Brooklyn, man, I'm keeping Karis. I'm keeping Spence. That's a beautiful uh, second unit. You know what I mean? That you can have those guys putting that work. I think you got a one-two punch that, you know, is unstoppable. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you want to bring James for it. Just because. That ceiling, though. I, I think KD, the thing with me is. But the, the, the problem is, it's just how is James going to fit in with. Not so much KD. KD. Could play on Mars yeah, with, in with anybody, yeah. and he'll be fine. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he gets five shots a game, he's still gonna average twenty. Yeah. The problem is Kyrie and James. How's that gonna work out? I mean, they they played together on the USA team, and it, it worked out pretty well. But because then it, I mean, if you look at it like that, then James did play with a lot of people on the USA team, and it worked. I, you out. know what happened? Yeah, because they let James be the main ball handler. Like, Steph was basically playing the two. Right. Steph, you know, Steph played off the ball. Kai played somewhat off the ball and on the ball. Like, James played... Kai and, and James were basically the main ball handlers, and they staggered their minutes so that, you know, either one of them was always on the court. And you had Clay off the ball, you had Steph off the ball, and it worked out pretty well. And Kyrie, Kyrie got MVP because he was, you know, he was the top scorer, and he really... Played as a scorer. But, but my question bad. is, was was James mm-hmm. doing that before he started playing this brand of basketball? What do you mean? Before he started holding on to the ball for, you know what I mean, the whole game and averaging like 30-something. And but, I mean, that, 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 World, that World Cup that they played together in 2014, it was already in, in Houston. And that was before, you know, that was the season before his first quote-unquote MVP season. Right. That was the season he won MVP for, uh, from the players and Steph won MVP from, you know, from the right. So, I mean, I think he, he could adapt, you know, to a certain extent. Right. He, he would obviously, and the fact is, like, by trading Caris and Spence, you give James sort of the, the control of the second unit. Right. Because once you sob off Kyrie and, and KD, then you, you let James That's rock. true. With with, the, with with those other boys, right. you know, and whenever they come back in, then you know you find a way, and you probably have James on the ball and Katie and Kyrie off the ball, right. you know, and and that I think I think it would work out because I th- the thing is those guys are talented, they're super smart players, and most of the time they just they figure hey, it man, out. We we did say the same thing with Russ going there, or not maybe not us, but you know the media. And a lot I mean, of people, a lot, <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. we were not a fan of that, that combination. But a lot of people trying to make it seem like, hey, man, like these are elite guys. They're going to figure out a way to make it work. And unfortunately, it didn't work like, like it was planned. You know what I mean? But, so, but, but, but what's, what's Russ's biggest weakness, weakness that we always, you know, talk about? Ability to shoot, catch and shoot. Exactly. And Kai, Kai and KD can really shoot they the can. ball. They can. You know, so and and that was the thing that happened on on the USA team. Why Kyrie got MVP in, in that finals because he, he 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 made like seven threes and most of them were catching shoot. Right. You know, and so if you put him in that situation where you have a guy like Harden that's able to attract so much attention and a guy like KD that's able to attract so much attention, and that was the thing they had 
the gravity of Steph Curry and, and Clay Thompson with Harden with the ball, they just let, you know, Kyrie was just right. loose. But the, <laughs> the thing is, my, the time. my only thing, too, is we also got to be careful when we talk about the, the World Championship or the World Cup or whatever. Because that's like, mm-hmm. what, 15 games max? Yeah, no, it's like 10, 10 games. games. Anybody can put their yeah. ego to the side for 10 games and be like, you know what? I may hate this style of basketball, but it's the best for the country, and I can do it for 10 games. We're talking about 72, yeah. right? 72 games plus playoffs. Yeah. You know you're in the yep. 80s, 90s. Like, and you got to change your whole style of playing. You know what I mean? Like, we know Kyrie can do other things as far as, like, he can play off the ball. But is yeah. that the brand that he wants to play, you know what I'm saying, throughout, you know what I mean, the whole time? Or he rather play the, the brand that's gonna he's going to enjoy that he worked on his game for? Like, why I got to give up handling the ball for James? But do you want to win, I though? Do. <laughs> I, I, I definitely do, but why I gotta bow down? Why how how come James ain't the one playing off ball? He played off ball before. But no, but the thing is, like you could you could alternate. James could also like James is not gonna have a thirty seven percent usage rate like he has in Houston when he goes definitely there. Definitely not. Hopefully, you not. know. <laughs> so every everybody's giving giving up a little bit of themselves, and you know for the betterment of the you know of the of the program of the of a team. I think. I think they'd be willing to do it if they understand that they have an opportunity to do something special. Definitely. I think that might be the thing. But, you know, uh, who, it's Nash going to have to figure that thing out, man. Yeah. Steve Nash sure. going to have to figure that thing out because I don't know, man. The, sometimes, man, less is more. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and in their case, I feel like less is more. I mean, hey, the the what's their name? The, the Lakers, you know, the We Believe Lakers show that. You know, they had two top guys and – once in a while, somebody else pitched in. So once That's in a while, it. somebody else p- pitched in, and they were That's able to, to, you know, to make it out and win the championship. That's it. You but I mean, that's it. Because the thing is, and it's a little bit like when we spoke about when we spoke about the Celtics, where we're like, the problem is the Celtics don't know who is who. Mm-hmm. They don't know that Tatum has to be that guy. Yeah. Jalen secondary, or maybe uh, uh, Kemba secondary, and Jalen third. But they need to know that. Jason is the driver of that bus. Yeah. Until they figure that out, that team ain't going nowhere. No, they're always going to, yeah, because you're always going to have games where Marcus Smart is taking 15 shots when it's like, why the hell are you doing this? You have Jason Tatum out there with 10 points in in his first quarter and hasn't scored since, basically. And things like that. No, that can't happen. You need to have a hierarchy on your squad. Exactly. And But the thing is, I think there's going to be a hierarchy. And do you even need a hierarchy with three of the top ten guys in the league, top twelve? Yes, because they they had that in 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 G State. Yeah, KD was a humble bus driver. You know what I mean? He let people hold on to the to the steering wheels a little bit, but when things start getting shaky, he just be like, "Hey, I got this." Yeah, and everybody understood that exactly. You know what I mean? Like everybody understood that, and that's and that's what you need. You know what I mean? Like they need to know that hey, when things get shaky. You know what I mean? I got it. Yeah. No, that's that's true. That's true. And but look, I think it's still gonna be KD. But it's gonna take some, you know, readjusting. But at the same time, doesn't James really think about that? Doesn't he think like I actually kinda need that? Because if you look at his playoff track record, he probably needs a guy like KD with him. 
He does. You know, somebody that's going to take that pressure off in the in the closing moments and the biggest moments, because from what we've seen, he's really not able to, you know, take over when it matters. Right. You know, so See, I feel the, my my thing is, you know what? I'm not even so much worried about KD dynamic. I'm more worried about Kyrie Ky and James. Yeah. I just feel because if it's KD and Kyrie, I feel like it's easier for KD to look at Kyrie and be like, "Yeah, go to work, do your thing." Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But now, and same thing with James. It's it's easy for KD to look at James and be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, whatever. do your thing." Yeah. But now it's like the guys are battling for the second spot. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And nobody wants to be third. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You you don't mind being second because the first guy makes you feel like you're first at times. Yeah. You know what I mean? But when you're third, you're almost forgotten a little bit. Yeah, no, you feel you feel that third spot. Right. You feel that third spot. <laughs> That's definitely true. Full time. Um, but talking about Kyrie, did you see his Insta story today? <laughs> Yeah, man. Y'all yeah, leave my man Kyrie alone. Man. Oh, man. I don't want to talk to pawns. Hey, you know that you're, you're, you're a pawn now. I mean, having a podcast and everything, man. <laughs> I'm speaking positive of my boy, man. I ain't no pawn. <laughs> no, but for real, though, that, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Look, and I, and I understood. When he said, I don't want to speak to the media anymore, I was like, man, this is what it's got into because... You know, it's gotten to because of the fact that they always portray him in a certain light. And right. obviously the message has rarely been positive when it when it came to Kyrie. So obviously there's been a lot of frustration on his side of being like, you know, if you're not gonna convey my message as I want it to be conveyed, then I'm just not gonna speak anymore. But at the same time, like we were saying, you're accountable to, to the fans. And fans get sort of what's going on around the team and everything from the media. And so if you're not communicating with the media and you're not really saying anything, it's bad for business. Is it, hold on, is it really though? Because they don't really, first of all, mm -hmm. we expect them to have a muzzle when they talk. They got to filter everything. Yeah. So whatever they're telling us, it's not even the truth, how they truly feel. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that sometimes the players would like to go up there and be like, man, my coach is trash, man. Like, let me take that shot. They yeah. would love to say that yeah. if they could. But if they do, you know it's the end of the world. Mm -hmm. You know oh, I mean? yeah. Like, for example, we spoke about James earlier. James would love to say, man, F the organization, F this, F that. This, that's how I truly feel. And we would be crucifying him at this point. Yeah, kind of like when Bledsoe tweeted, I don't want to be here. <laughs> there you go. You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? Like, so I feel like however Kyrie feels, man, it's fine. He's not going at anybody personally, per se. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He feels like he's being mis... You know what I'm saying? Like misjudged, they, they, basically. Yeah, misjudged or twisting his words. Yeah. What's the best thing to do? To stay quiet. Yeah. If... If the media wants to, or if the fans wants to know something with him, he can easily do a live on his IG for us to tap in and, you know, follow up whatever we need to know. You know what I mean? Like, the media, all they do is ask the same questions anyways, right? Oh, how was the game? Um, how were you feeling when you made those five shots? Yeah, how's the chemistry with the team, man? The chemistry is good, man. We work. It's the same thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what I mean? At the end of the day, what are we really missing that he doesn't want to talk to the media?
No, but uh, I mean, the thing is, some of the media members are interesting people and they ask interesting questions. No, not all media members are unintelligent. <laughs> and, you know, if they if they if they ask something basketball related that could be really interesting for the fans to see from a fan's perspective, and because the thing is, he if he if he conveys his message by himself, nobody's here to actually get him to say something. You know. Right. Whereas if it's the media, then a question is asked. Like sort of like when we do interviews, like there are quotables from our interviews, but it's because of the way we approached that interview and the questions that right. we asked. Right. You know, and it's the same thing. Like if nobody's there to, you know, put forward a thought in his mind, and that way he's able to, you know, relay his message and how he sees a certain thing, a certain situation, then how are we really able to, you know, hear him on certain stuff? Because some of the questions that media people have are usually some of the things that fans want to hear. To, to a certain extent, you know, because, but be- the thing is, once again, he can't, he can't speak his truth. That's the problem. I think he can refuse to answer certain things. And that's, and I think that's, that's that is going to be a whole problem as well. No, because the thing is, if he, if he says, you know, I'm only answering questions relating to, you know, my activism or basketball-related questions. Right. Then, I mean, they can come in and but basically who, ask that. And if they the, ask any... question that they could ask that's related to basketball? Your comment about LeBron James. But he's going to say that's not related to what happens on the court. <laughs> I mean, technically, it, it was related. No, because, because they were talking about if clock is running down, who's taking the shot? Yeah, that was a question that was asked on KD's pod. But the exactly. whole interpretation from what happens ha- after, that's not basketball related. That's trying to push a narrative that he's a bad guy and that he thinks LeBron sucks. And that was it. That was but what, even, Le- even LeBron felt some type of way. Yeah, because it. LeBron didn't hear the whole thing. And I think LeBron wants to push a narrative for himself, too, that, you know, he wants Kyrie to succeed and whatever. Like, if you understand that thing, and, and and one of the things like on on IG, uh, it was actually Terrell Owens, he posted that. And he was saying basically the same thing that we were saying. It wasn't about LeBron. That whole statement wasn't about LeBron. No. It was about Kyrie and KD. It was like, yeah, I feel self-confident, and I feel like that guy is actually more an offensive threat than I am. It wasn't right. about taking a shot at LeBron. At all. You know? So it's like, that's that, it's it's really ridiculous. And... That's why I'm saying it's not basketball related because it's not about something like, okay, well, tactically, uh, you guys did this and this and that. What did you think? You know, and you know, was that shot the one that you wanted? And what did you? What was your thought process going through that? You know, when you ran that play, and what did you see out there? So on right. and so on. I think those are some of the questions that, you know, he would like to have because. That would allow him to express himself on the thing he loves the most, which is playing hoops. Facts. You know, rather than talking about, you know, how's the chemistry in the team? Uh, <laughs> you know, are there any issues off the court about this event? You know, some of the ridiculous stuff. Because those are probably a subject that put him in a position where he, sometimes he feels like he has to answer. And then he, he answers some ridiculous stuff. Because, I don't know, that's sometimes how he is. And it puts him in a position where he's vilified afterwards. Yeah. You know? But he's still, I think, I think you have 
and it's it's in their contract. That's why he got fined twenty five thousand because it's in their contract. You have to interact with the fans, and yes, you can interact with the fans through by yourself, but the media is there for a reason. And, no, def- definitely. And but even the the even sorry to cut you off, but yeah. the comment that he had made about that whole situation, and that's what you know, like. To me, it's just it, it's funny because he has a point. Is I hope the twenty five k that you guys are finding me <laughs> is going to the real problem out there that you guys say. We're but doesn't about. Does, doesn't he know which foundations he, he, they go to? Because he's one of the VPs of the NBPA, and they that, go that's to- a fact. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. <laughs> Kyrie. I hope he does. <laughs> hey, baby, he's telling us something we don't know. I don't know. <laughs> It's like those are the approved foundations of the NBPA that the fines go to. So, I mean, it's not going to go in anybody's pockets. It's, no, it's gonna, not. But, but, you know, I think the Nets have a responsibility, and I think Kyrie has his responsibility for him and f- to the fans to be able to be like, you know what, if I'm going to talk about something, it's going to be about basketball and only basketball. Thanks. You know, and, and that's why I think, like, at first I was like, Yes, I, I can understand, but after he said what he said to that, I was like, man, come on now. You know, it's not going to be like this all season long. <laughs> I'm actually curious to see if it's going to be like that. Because one thing... That 25, them 25s, man, they add up. <laughs> Yo, they add up for real. And, and he says something to, uh, 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 to the point like, you know, we, we move different around here. I was like, man, what, what do you mean <laughs> move different? Like, they're going to let you be like this all season? Hey, but you know what's funny, though? <laughs> Whoever did, uh, damn, what's that show called? Game uh, of Zones. Yo. That, I don't know who, he's a genius, yo, because that's exactly how you portray Kyrie. Like, he was the one going against the norm. Yeah, the media deal. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, CB put me on. I was watching that joint. I was like, hold up, man. <laughs> that's exactly that's, that's exactly that's exactly what's happening right now. It's Yo, <laughs> I was dying, man. But that's that's how it feels right now more than ever, man. Like he's really like, nah, man. We don't need the media. <laughs> it's crazy. It's really crazy. But <laughs> let's move on to actually more. Um, Basketball-related stuff. Um, so this year, I mean, Chris Paul got traded to the to the Suns. Uh, obviously, Portland made a lot of moves. The Lakers made a lot of moves. Uh, some of the draft picks, we we know, we talked about it on on draft night. What team do you think won the off season? To you, the team that won the off season. Damn, that's a good question. Um. Well, first of all, I'm going to go – I don't know if they, they – I want to say the Lakers. Yeah. 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 I want to say the Lakers, yeah. Yeah, because they, they managed to actually get better after their championship. Exactly. Exactly. And, and to me, that's definitely uh, – you know, they're going to be a force to, to reckon with mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, with LeBron getting older – I know this year is going to be more ADs year because, yeah, he's going to you know allow him to kind of be himself, especially early in the season. You yeah. Know, so he could come back and play off and and take over for him. Um, but adding up Trez, adding up you Mark. know potential 
another actually got was a six man of the year too. Two actually two potential six man of the year candidates. Yeah, the top uh, two guys. They yeah, the top, top two. two guys. Yeah, so I think that's that's great. You know, Adam Mark, uh, veteran leadership, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, you know, it's it, it's going to be a problem, and I, from what I'm hearing, they're looking at uh, Trevor Ariza. If you know, um, okay, see parts where was with them exactly. Yeah. You know, and that's you know that's another winner veteran who's going to come do the dirty work for. For these guys, for their stars, so that their stars can be the stars. Mm-hmm. No, that's definitely true. Yeah, I think the Lakers were, were one of the winners, definitely. Um, I feel like, honestly, I think I think Charlotte won this offseason. Really? Because, look, they put themselves in a position to be a challenger for the playoffs. Okay. And things were looking bleak when Campbell left. Uh, because obviously Mike doesn't want to tank. He doesn't right. like to tank. But the fact is, they, they jumped up in, in the lottery. They, they got the third pick. Right. They were able to get Lamelo. I think he's going to be serviceable right away. Uh, I think we're going to see another leap from Devontae. We're going to see uh, you know, a solid year from Terry. And then they signed Gordon. Like, well, what do you think about Gordy's contract? Look, man, four years I, I think was a was a little push, and that number at thirty mil. But at the same time, if you're Mike Jordan, not a whole lot of people are gonna go to North Carolina to play basketball professionally. I mean, people, <laughs> people. Hey, go. I love North Carolina, man. Hey, you went there for college. No? Hey, yeah, that's, that's the second home to me, man. <laughs> Yeah, because of college, right? A lot of people right. go there for college. And that's right. what I'm saying. A lot of folks go there to college. <laughs> Pro ball, though? I don't know. I don't know about that. So, he kind of had to overpay. And the thing is, Gordon at his best is a top 25 guy. He hasn't been a top 25 guy in the last few years. You know, he's probably more of a top 70. Right. But... If you if you think that he has the potential to get back to that form, then yeah, I mean that 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 is worth it. But from no. what we what we saw the last three, I probably would have gave him some like, you know, eighty for four or sixty for three years. You know, something I, like that. I, I definitely think he's gonna show us something that he hasn't showed us in a while. I and that's that's why I'm saying I feel like they're they're the big winners because Getting him and getting in a position where he's going to be free and he's not going to play second fiddle to Jason and Jalen. Right. He's going to be the main guy right away. They're, they're, they're going to ask him to be that player. So him being um, sort of empowered, I think it'll show that, you know, he's still a high caliber, you know, all-star caliber pl- player. And, and, that puts them in a position like they they were almost there for the playoffs last year. Like if we had the the playing games uh, in the East, they would have played in the playing games. Right. So with that, I think this year they're gonna be they're gonna be again they're gonna be in a much better position to contend. I think I think currently I feel like unless we see something special from Markel, they're better than the Magic. 
Because I don't think the magic got better because they're not going to have Jonathan Isaac for the year and they didn't sign anybody Ooh. that I feel like is going to have that much of an impact. So it has they're going to have to count on the, on the improvement of Markel because aside of that, Vooch is what Vooch is. He's good. Uh, I think Gordon is what he's what he is. I believe in Kells, man. Kells gonna be eighteen to twenty a game, man. Oh my, hey man, don't put don't put those expectations. <laughs> I, I believe in Kells too. <laughs> you know me. I believe in Kells, but man, eighteen to twenty. Let that man hoop, man. Let that man hoop. <laughs> Hey, man, I, I'm just hoping, you know, he's shooting 35% from three. That's all I hope. I mean, hey, that's man, all I let that see. man hoop, man. Y'all going to be shocked. Uh, hey, man, if he's 18 to 20 a game, I, I've won my bet. You know, a lot of people <laughs> talk down on my boy. I've been saying he's a bust at 19, but I believe. Respect that man, yo. Respect that man. I believe. What do you think about the Atlanta Hawks? Because we're on the subject, because and they're playing the Magic right now. What do you think about the Atlanta Hawks and their addition? They had a lot of offensive firepower. You know, Gallinari, Bogdanovich, right. um, obviously Rondo. Uh, what do you think about that team, man? I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like it's, it's a lot of flash, but, you know, you ain't going to get much of it, man. That's that's how, the way I look at it. Like like you said, a lot of offensive power, some nice pieces, and adding on to, you know, to, damn, what's his name, the low guard again? Trey Young. To Trey Young, you know what I mean? And them, them young bucks that they got, Hunter and, 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 and my Duke favorite. Cam Reddish. Cam. I think Cam. Hey, if Cam can stop being shy and just hooping for real, man, Cam is a problem. But I, I, one, thing, one thing Cam, though, I think it was he had to adapt to the speed of the game. And right. month by month, you saw the improvement and you saw that he, he was getting used to it. Because, right. look, those are the guys. And, you know, Bogdanovich is sort of like that. They have a lot of guys like that on that team where they have so much skill and feel you feel like, they're not, they're not gonna fail in that league, right? You know, they they'll just need to to adjust to to the speed and the and the pace and the physicality of the game. Oh right. my God, Carter, well, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, shot a brick. Damn, <laughs> Carter, that's my boy, man. But yeah, so to come back to camp, so I feel like they have a lot of those guys, but I'm just wondering if. Trey as a main guy is going to be the the answer. Because there's like a hidden thing where Gallinari is probably their best option down the stretch. Right. And I feel like that's that may be a clash where it's like, well, Trey is the franchise guy. Trey is the guy that averaged 29 a game and you no know, 10 assists, whatever. But really the best option at the end of games, the best option for us offensively, that the guy that probably has the best matchups is going to be Gallinari. Right. So that may be something un- that if they don't find out about it early enough, that they could, you know, they could lose a lot of games just because o- offensively it's not necessarily going to click and defensively they, you know, they didn't pick the guys that are going to make a difference on that end. So, you know, and if if it's a system that, you know, guys are not necessarily used to yet. I don't know how it's going to work. Because defensively, I don't think they're going to be very good. No. And so if offensively it doesn't click right away, I think they could struggle a little bit. The thing is they have potential to be okay defensively, though. When you think of the Cam and the Hunter and, and guys like that, having Clint as a shot blocker in there. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like they they have potential to be all right and protect Trey. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. who, who did they draft this year? Didn't they draft a defensive player too? Onyeka or Congo? Yeah. Yeah. You see, and so they got potential to be all right defensively. It's just you know what I mean. And, and your, on the offensive side, what I was thinking while you were talking is, you know, I feel like the reason why you know uh, Golden State started winning, well, part of the reason mm -hmm. is. The system that they run, man, I think that thing is so underrated. Like, yes, Steph yes. is dropping a lot of numbers, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that system... It's the system. It's either Steph is open, or Dre got a dunk or a layup. Yeah. And so it's like, if you're all puzzled up where you're like, what are we doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, yeah, Trey might be able to put up 30, but you know what I mean? Like, how's that going to work out? Uh, exactly. And, and that's the thing is... Because when they started really, really winning a lot of games, because, you know, before Steve Kerr got there, they were winning 50 games with Jackson. And, and we, we've talked about it before on the pod. They were, you know, running Steph and Clay through pick and rolls to death. Right. But once they started playing off the fact that they had bigs that could really pass the ball, and, you know, they ran their offense through Draymond, through Bogut, right. through David Lee, that's when it all, it all made sense because you had that weapon with Steph where, yeah, he's, he's a genius with the ball, but he's even more lethal off the ball because he's so well-conditioned and, you know. Exactly. And the same thing with Clay. So you have those two guys, two of the greatest shooters of all time, if not the greatest shooter of, the, of all time, that you're, not, you're, you're running off all those, you know, down screens, you know, doubles, singles on the baseline and whatever. Right. And you have those bigs that can make quick decisions and see everything that's open. When you know when you cheat off those those guys, then somebody else is open. And right. You know, and I and the thing is, I'm not sure they're necessarily going to be able to play like that. You know. Exactly. That's that's exactly what my concern is. They might have the pieces. You know, what I'm saying individuals that are good, but. Mm -hmm. You know, the reason why I worked on the other side, like you said, was the fact that they were very unpredictable. Yep. Definitely. Um, another team that made a big move, you know, Chris Paul with the Suns. That was about to be my first. Yeah? How, how do you think that's going to play out? <laughs> hey, man, that's, like I said, man, I think I said in the other pods, man, that's going to be like a, a mini preview of what Kobe and, and Chris Paul could have been. Yeah. If those haters, you know, those, <laughs> shine. those haters. Yeah. No, God, for sure. God, God bless his soul. You know what I mean? But they, they, they heard us when they, they made that move. <laughs> yeah no definitely um no i, th I think that's going to be a, an interesting team because also because deandre Ayton is a real talent he is he's a, like i think he's a real guy i think he's really really a good player and obviously Devin is one of the you know top what 20 25 players in the league right now right so now you have two of the top 20 25 players in their league with a big that's emerging, that's getting better. All right. You know, and defense, defense still got to work on it, but, you know, yeah. the offensive side definitely getting an easy one from CP is going to be blessed. That's for sure. And they added a tough guy. They, they added Jay Crowder that's fresh off, you know, this final run with, uh, with the Miami Heat. Well, I feel like it's going to add in another, you know, 3 and D that they already, they have Cam Johnson, they have uh, Mikhail Bridges. So they have those youngsters that can play. Plus, you know, they have the vets, you know, with exactly. CP and, and Jay. And I, I think that's going to be interesting to see. Right. I, th I think they're a playoff team. I think because I feel like they're more talented than 
the OKC team from last year. Yep. And so, you know, if the OKC team was able to get the fifth, fifth seed, I don't see why this team wouldn't be able to, to get at least that. That's exactly. I had a debate with somebody about that. I said, you know, what I mean, they 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 got that opportunity. Yeah, you know I mean, mm-hmm. I was like, they got a, a killer scorer who can easily average twenty eight. Yeah. Oh, you know, a game, and now you know, what I mean, you got that situation where you got CP coming in there who could be anywhere from sixteen to nine, sixteen and nine type. You know, what I mean, DeAndre can easily go up with his numbers because he's gonna get a lot easy one. Yeah. He's like a third option now. You know what yeah. I mean, we ain't got much expectation from him. Yeah, it could, you know it could be at 20 and 10. Yeah, people are going to be sleeping on him. Yeah. No, that's for sure. I, 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 think, I, think, I think they have an opportunity to do something special. Because right. obviously, also, you think about the fact that a team like Houston, if they end up trading James, they're, they're going to be falling off the... Right. You know? Right. So, off the playoffs. So, you know, they, they have some... And OKC okay, is off the playoffs. Oh, yeah, obviously, yeah. OKC okay, is going to be the worst team in the league, probably. Damn. <laughs> Not the Knicks? Oh, man. <laughs> that's a hard one, honestly. Thinking about it, that's a hard one. Between them and OKC, I don't know. Actually, OKC just because they're in the West, and the West is yeah, tough, man. The, the West is, is, you know, it's hell. But we're about to see. Maybe Frankie Smokes got, you know, he got a jump shot. <laughs> Maybe him, him, Kevin Knox, and RJ is gonna be you know that big three that the Knicks fan be dreaming about, <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah, no, definitely the Knicks are not gonna be good at all. That's the thing because it's a young team that, and I understand they weren't trying to make any stupid moves this summer, but they don't have any sort of solid vets that's gonna come in and help them steal a few games. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's just a bunch of youngins that's just getting used to the league still. It's like yeah, it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be a long year for tips. It's gonna be but hey, twenty twenty one is coming, man. Kid right. Cunningham on the way. <laughs> <laughs> they better they better pray to get that man. No, Kim Kate Cunningham on the way, man. That, pray to get that that's man. what you need. <laughs> yep. Um any any players, any rookies? Actually, there's one thing I wanted to talk about because on draft night, I thought about it. And I was like, man, that's something I didn't think about about Pat Williams from the Bulls, man. Mm-hmm. So we were shocked that he was picked for it. And we're just like, man, I can't believe they did that. Then it was still on the board. Someone was still on the board. Such and such right. was still on the board. But I thought about it. Like, if he kept rising so much and people saw it's basically because people saw something in him and it's there's a possibility with that lockout not the lockout but the but the lockdown that his offseason was sort of like Kawhi during the lockout where Kawhi was drafted in 2011 and there's the lockout so he was really able to completely change that jump shot right and when he came in as a rookie like that that shot was completely different. So he, he was a completely different player because now it was a wing that could really shoot the ball. Right. Because he had that seven months where he didn't have any basketball and he just had time to figure out, okay, what's the best way for me to shoot without the pressure of actually competing in important games. He was really shooting the ball, though? 
Kawhi was shooting the ball from day one in the league. You said really shooting the ball. Yes, he came in. He came in in the league as a over thirty five percent from three. From year one. Really? Yeah. I am. I am shocked. And, Look, and we're, and we're, and we're <laughs> gonna fact check here. <laughs> I am shocked. No, because that that was one of the biggest things. Because Kawhi in college shot like twenty four percent from three or something like that. It was it was actually not a good shooter. Wow. And yeah, first year in the league, thirty eight percent. How many? How many did he attempt did he get? Because if he took like five shots. I mean, obviously, he wasn't getting a whole lot of shots. Though. I mean, that no, was, but that's what I'm saying. That was a championship if, team, man. If you shot like 38, but you attempted like 33s for the season, you know, it's a low, it's a low skew. No, but he, he attempted two a game. So about uh, 120 because he played around 60 games. So Right. You no, know, yeah. it, it was still that's good. Okay. It was good volume. It counts. Yeah. <laughs> it counts. It's not bad. You know. A hundred and nine threes in a in a season because it was a lot a lockout season you know six okay. six games, uh, but if you look at it in college he shot. What was I saying? Yeah, twenty nine percent is last year. You know, so th- that jump made him a completely different player, and I feel like maybe Pat Williams, having from, March, when life stopped, right to November. To really focus on building back his jumper and making it something different. I mean, that is he's a completely different player. No, but, but without a question. But I think that the, the mistake that we can't make is, you know, that the the Spurs they're like visionaries. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like they they saw that and, and they didn't risk anything by picking, you know, Kawhi where they picked them. Yeah, I'm not sure if if the Spurs had to pick early if they would have still went for Kawhi. But they didn't even have that pick. It was the Pacers true, pick that they... True, it was, and they yeah. traded for it. Yeah, they, they traded George Hill for him. That's true. They probably seen that because they probably worked him out anyways. Yeah. They've seen him around. They, but, you know, I mean, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is it, there's a difference when you're picking them later where you're like, let me take that chance versus picking them early. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, that's why we were shocked. You know what I mean? We were shocked because they're like, hold up. I mean, we thought he was good, but... We weren't sure he was, you know what I mean, that early good. Yeah, not top four, top five good. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but, and that's what I'm saying. Maybe we, we didn't see something that they that saw. They seen yeah, person. exactly. Yeah. Because of the fact that he was able to, you know, work on his jump shot and change it completely and make himself into a decent shooter. Because if he's a dis- decent shooter and he's able to defend the way he defended last year. Right. I mean, that's that's a potential, you know, all NBA defensive guy, and that's uh, you know a guy that can shoot thirty five percent from three. Those are the guys that you that stay in the league for fifteen years. That's a fact. You know, so with this draft, that you know you don't have guys with crazy crazy ceilings, and you have a lot of guys with with a super low floor. You take, I mean, if you know his jump shot is better, you take that gamble. I think. That's a fact. You know, so I feel like maybe that that was one thing we we misjudged with this kid. Possibly. Possibly. No. But I felt like uh, his teammate was a better shooter. Oh, yeah. His teammate was him. a better shooter. 
Definitely. Yeah, that, that, that's why I was like, oh, what, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, man, we're we going to find out. Because at the same time, I feel like we were shocked, but you also can't go wrong with that move just because we said it. You know, that draft pick is so wide open that, you know what I mean, number number 20th could be the best player in that class. Yeah, no, that's you for sure. You know what I mean? And so, yes, we were shocked, but at the same time, it's like, all right, you know, the, that's what we said about the draft class before the draft started anyway. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're not too crazy about making that move. Yeah, no, definitely true. Definitely true. Um, anything else, man? Anybody else you want to talk about, discuss? Mm-hmm. No, sir, man. I just saw that your man just hit a three, though. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, Coach Cliff kind of lied to us there. He said, he said, you're about to see when you see him play that, you know, that release point is a little higher. Nah, it's, it ain't. It's not that high. <laughs> Still a little push shot, but it's fine. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I don't mind the push shot, push shot if he makes it at a high clip. That's, that, that's what counts. That's, what, that's all we need, man, for him to be a threat. That's right. a fact. If he's a threat, they can't guard him because off the dribble, he's nice like that. He he looks to be in shape though. Oh, he's in shape. He like looks. He, he, yeah. He looked like he stopped eating them. Um, Chick Fil A. <laughs> Chick Fil A. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, that Capella looks like he hasn't played in two years, man. Huffing and puffing around. You know? <laughs> that, that that's our man. So shout out to Clint, man. Uh, right, right. <laughs> hey, but you know what I was thinking though. What you were talking about rookies coming in and playing is yeah. the crazy thing is training camp just started last week. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, they didn't even get a taste of summer league. None you of know that. what I mean? Try that, you know, and it's wild. It's, it's really wild, wild. man. It's that they just get thrown on the fire like that. It's going to be interesting to see how they answer to that. It's going to be tough, though. I feel like what's going to happen, though, is like it's going to take them at least 15 games because those oh, are the 15 sure. games that should have been in the in the summer league. Oh, yeah. I, I don't expect to see... First, from the rookies, I don't expect anything from them, you know, before mid-February, most Facts. of them. Um, because, and even if somebody's doing well, you can just say, tell yourself, man, maybe he's going to hit that rookie wall eventually. Exactly. So, um, and for the league, it's like, man, it's going to take a month because, yep. like, a lot of the teams, like, guys that were in the bubble, it's ha- it hasn't been that long. Yeah. And for guys that were in a bubble, it's been like a year since they have played basketball. Facts. So it's like, I mean, there's a lot of readjusting. There's going to be a lot of readjusting to do. Definitely. All right, man. That was it for today. Uh, man, I'm glad the league is back. 